Please turn in your Bibles to 1 John chapter 2. We have been looking at verses 9 through 11. Um, we began last week, and we will finish it this week. Um, let me just begin by reading verse 9 and then progressing on to verse 10, and then we'll talk about it. It said here again, He who says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness until now. Verse 10 goes on to say, He who loves his brother abides in the light and there is no cause for stumbling in him. We stopped at that point last week talking about stumbling. And remember again the difference between verses 9 and 10 is verse 9 says he who says. Verse 10 is the person that actually does it. Amen? So there's a difference between people that are constantly saying that they're doing the right thing and people who just do the right thing and they don't have to say anything because you already know they're doing the right thing. (laughs) <laughs> okay, and I said to you, you know, just be, just be cautious of people that are always saying that they're doing the right thing, uh, because who are they trying to convince? You know. Um, anyway, there's there's a real big truth in that, especially as you travel through through life. Now, I left off at um, a quote from I Howard Marshall last time, and I said I wanted to come back and talk about it today, um, and that is, he said that to stumble is to fall into sin or Uh, apostasy that is falling away from God. The person who loves his brother is not going to succumb to temptation because he has his principles right and will not be deflected from them by the attractions of a self-centered existence. He recognizes temptation for what it is and says no to it. Now there's a mouthful there. (laughs) Okay, so let's go and talk about this just a little bit. He says again to, to stumble. Now, he's, he's interpreting the actual Greek and what that, that's actually saying. Because a lot of times we read this and we don't really understand what's in what is being said. Do you understand what I'm saying? Amen? Uh, and so he's sort of unpacking this a little bit for us. And he, so he brings this out and he says, to stumble is to fall into sin or apostasy. Now, that means falling away from God. Now, um, a lot of times the things that we do that are not right before God is because we want to do them. You know, and God's saying, don't do it, but say, yeah, but we want to. <laughs> okay? And there are times when we just, you know, we override the Holy Spirit. And the sad thing is that if we ever do that, we are then causing problems for ourselves. Because remember, Galatians 6, 7 said, whatever you sow, you will reap. We sing that song here. And, you know, whether it's good or bad or evil, you will reap what you sow. <laughs> okay? Uh, so if you ever uh, forget, start singing that song and it'll keep you on the straight and narrow. Because it's whatever you sow. You know, and that's one of the things that we need to understand is that our life is constantly sowing. Have you ever thought of your life that way? Have you ever thought of your life as something that you are constantly sowing seeds wherever you go? Everything that you say, everything that you do is sowing a seed in someone's life. If you speak something that's loving and uplifting, you have sown a seed in someone's life that's going to bring something good in their life. And then when that, that thing manifests, they'll bless you. They'll thank you. They may not bless you, but they'll thank you. They may not know how to bless you. <laughs> you know. Um, but the thing is that But if you do the exact opposite, if you were to do something that was bad and cause somebody to stumble, this is what we're talking about, stumbling. Do you understand? If you cause them to stumble, then you know, wherever they get to, they're going to blame you for it. And probably for a few things you didn't do as well. <laughs> people tend to do that. You know, people are looking for somebody to blame for everything. Have you all noticed that? It's, it's a thing with society. And you need to understand that. Then the thing is, you know, there, there's some, sometimes it's unavoidable. 
People will blame you for things you never did. It's okay, just leave it alone. But, but you need to know for yourself that you did whatever was right at the time. Amen? And you know, sometimes you'll do something that is right that the person may not want you to do that is actually good for them. And you, 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 your hope is later on they'll figure it out and thank you. you know? But even if they never do, know that you have planted a good seed. Even though the, the reaction might have not been so great. Are you all with me? Especially parents know this. You know, with, with kids. So, again, we're talking about people... Notice, I want to go back to verse 10. He says, He who loves his brother abides in the light. When you are loving people, when you're walking in love, you are walking in the light. And Thank you. And the, the thing is, as you're walking in the light, notice it says there is no cause for stumbling in him. It means that there is nothing there for you to stumble. Other people, people may stumble around you, okay, for various reasons, but you won't have a reason to stumble. Now, I want to take you somewhere as well, uh, to Romans chapter 6. I, wasn't, I was wondering whether to take you here or not, but you know, I'm feeling led to do this. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 16, it says there, do you, uh, do you know that when you offer yourselves to someone to obey him as slaves, you are slaves to the one whom you obey, whether you are slaves to sin, which leads to death, or to obedience, which leads to righteousness. Isn't that interesting? Notice that sin leads to death. Whenever you do the wrong thing, notice, you know, the people that we are talking about, and verse 11 carries this on, when it says, but he who hates his brother is in darkness, and walks in darkness, and does not know where he is going. Because the darkness has blinded his eyes. And we want to talk about that a little bit today as well. Because sin and darkness, when you are walking in sin, when you're walking in darkness, it actually blinds you. I found that there's a parallel between um, hatred and fear. It's very interesting. Both of them stop you thinking straight. Have you ever, have you ever thought about that? You know when people are in fear, they do the craziest things? They, you know, they don't think about what they're doing. Because the sort of a faculty for reasoning goes out the door. Because you're not thinking straight. You're not centered. You're not uh, in a place where you can think on a deeper level. You know, you're usually just scuttling around and scrounging and trying to do whatever you can. And that's, a, that's what fear does. But you know something? When you are angry, you find that a very similar thing happens. You, you, you know, you, you literally, I know some people, you know, have you heard the song, you know, I see red, I see red, I see red, okay. You know what that song's about, right? Okay? That's a guy that's really angry. <laughs> okay? And, you know, when people say, oh, I saw red, you know, like, it, it, it's an incredible thing. And let me just say this, when you are walking in that kind of anger or hatred, you can't see straight. Do you understand? And so that's the reason why it says you start to walk in darkness. Now you might say, well, I don't hate anybody like that. So, you know, I don't know why I need to know this. But (laughs) let me just say this. Don't begin a journey into that. It's funny how you might not have done something forever in your life, so to speak. And then suddenly one day, something happens. And you have to make a decision. Should I or shouldn't I? Should I do the right thing? Or can I just let myself go and just tell this person off? Go in the right direction. Because can I say this, once you start down that other road, it doesn't stop. And then suddenly, you're finding that something that was just a very casual decision, now has to become a solid thing to try and pull you back out. 
You have to make all kinds of decisions and build all kinds of you know, resistances up and all kinds of things to get back out. And you, you, know, you could have just said no to begin with. Amen? And so those are some of the things that, you know, again, like I said, one, one of the things I want to do for you is be, you come to church so that I can help you get back on track or keep you on track. So if you guys are on track, hallelujah, stay there. <laughs> okay? I'm just letting you know, don't go down the other road. It's not a good road to be. Okay? Not, not a good road to go down. Alright. So, uh, in fact, <laughs> in Psalm 1 and verse 1, it says, blessed. It's one of those very interesting Psalms that tells you that you're blessed for not doing things. Okay? <laughs> let, me, let me read the first verse. L- listen to what you're blessed for. Blessed is a man or the woman who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. The next part, nor stands in the path of sinners, in, in, you know, talking to people, okay? Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Notice all these are not sinors, okay? These are all the things you don't do that make you blessed and that keep you blessed. There are some things that you just don't do that will bless you. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever, see, we always think about if I do the right thing, God will bless me. Can I tell you the other side? Can, okay, this is a double negative. But if you don't do the wrong thing, like if you just decide not to do the wrong thing, God will bless you as well. Not that you did anything right, you just decided not to go there today. Okay? Not to sit and, and, and you know, uh, um, gossip over someone. Just for not doing something. You didn't have to say anything, right? You just decided not to be engaged in that conversation. And you got blessed just for not doing something. Let me deal with something right now. (laughs) You know, one of the things that, that, that when I was in the Word of Faith movement, and I never have left it, so to speak, I just evolved, in a sense. Not in an evolutionary way, you know, in the wrong way, in the right way, okay? (laughs) That word is okay, do you know what I'm trying to say? Okay, people just use it wrong. (laughs) But the thing was, you know, I, I know there was a time when, you know, they, they would sort of, I guess in a sense, the only word that comes to mind is rude. They were just rude in the way they dealt with things. You know, if somebody was saying the wrong thing, they'd say, well, I'm not going to stand here and listen to that, and, and walk off. And they think they were doing a righteous thing, except they were really rude. In the middle of somebody saying a wrong thing, they did the wrong thing to get out of the, a wrong thing. Did you all get that? Was that too complicated? No, you got all that? Okay, good. Okay. And that used to really irk me. I used to think, you know, why do you have to be rude? And I, had I seen this scripture, I would, have, I would have just figured it out. Because you know what this scripture is saying? Just you, listen, you don't have to be rude to leave a conversation or to not part, you know, participate in a conversation. You just don't. And don't have to be rude about it. You don't have to announce all your intentions. Hello? Okay, you don't need to say I'm not going to stand here and listen to all this. I'm I'm a Christian. I'm not here, dude. Settle down. You know, (laughs) okay. You can just not. Ta-da! Is that a new revelation? I hope it is to some people. Okay. (laughs) All right. So just know that you can be polite and just not be involved in something, and God will bless you. Amen. Can I just say that if you're there, you can pray quietly. If you get up and leave, there goes the light. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> I'm a little bit all over the place because I want to share some things with you today as I bring this to a conclusion. And be- because a lot of times we don't, you know, we, we sort of look at hate and love and, you know, there's such extremes. 
But remember again, the other two things that go with it is love and darkness, or light and darkness, excuse me. Okay? As much as there's, there's love and hate, there's also light and darkness. And we need to understand that as we love people and as we walk in love, we walk in the light. And that has a tremendous benefits. A lot of times when we are walking in the light is when God can show us what our destiny is, where we're meant to be, what we're meant to be doing. It's in that place of quietness. Okay, I have a hundred thoughts now. All right. <laughs> it's in that place where you are quiet. When you have the love of God in your heart, when there is a peace, do you understand if there's no love, there's no peace? It's only in peace that you can actually see forward. Do you all know that? Do you know a lot of times hatred sees backwards? It sees the thing that the person has done and how much they've hurt you and they never let go of it. Whereas when you're in peace, when you're in light, when you're in love, you're looking ahead. Because you've let go of all those things and saying, God, what do you have for me? I'm looking forward to the things that you have for me to do. And it's an interesting thing that when you're in that place, you are the most apt to learn, to grow, to be the thing that God designed you to be, and to do the thing that God designed you to do. See, it's not just about being, but it's about doing as well. Amen? Because there are things that we all were called to do in this earth. Amen? And we need to know what that thing is. And the only way we'll get to that place is to be in that place where we are quiet before God, where we're listening to His voice. Are you all here? Amen? And so that's the reason why, you know, a lot of times when I'm reading this, I'm not just looking at the words, I'm looking at the heart that is behind all the words. You know, I asked God, I said, what was the Apostle John trying to communicate to us? It's not just in the words. Some, there is something that he knows that he's trying to get us to see. Something that we need to understand. Some deep revelation that when we just read the words, all we see is, you know, love and hate. And like, oh, we don't hate anybody. And, you know, we just wander off. We don't see the consequences of the thing. We don't see the depth of what he's trying to tell us. Remember again, he's the one that went to heaven. He saw what love is like, what light is like. Amen? And he also knows the exact opposite. Because remember, he is the one that wrote about, about the devil and his angels going to war with Michael and his angels. And Michael won, by the way. Okay, <laughs> right? But you know, he saw all of this. He saw the darkness. He saw the hatred that Satan had. And he saw the downfall that came with it. Are you all with me? And he understands that if we ever start walking in that hatred, it, is, it can only be inspired by that thing that started it all. Do you get that? You see, understand something. If ever you're in hatred in any way, you know, whenever you're out of love, you are out of God somewhere. Can I say that? If you're out of God, something else steps in. He pushes himself in. You see, God is so good. You know, He doesn't push him, Himself onto you. I know religious people push Him onto you, but <laughs> He never does. Did you all get that? You want to say it again? Okay. <laughs> that's, why, you know, that's why in this church we don't push stuff on people. Because God is good. God loves. God is long-suffering. God is kind. God is patient. God is all those things. But some people that are out there witnessing, they ain't. And it's really sad that they, they portray a side of God that isn't actually there. Amen? And so a lot of times we're picking up pieces from that. But anyway, we need to understand something. That the Apostle John saw into what hatred brings. The, the hatred that Satan had caused his ultimate downfall. He, he's in hell today because of it. And it's a place that was created out of his anger. Out of his hate. Do you, do you all ever realize that God created that place from... What was inside the devil? 
So let me ask you a question. Who are the people that are going to end up there? That have that in them. Do you understand now why the Apostle John is saying, please be careful that you never let that in. You know, you can be mad for a bit, and you, you, know, you can be upset for a bit, but there's a difference between that. Remember again, this is, we're talking about a lifestyle of hate, which I know none of you are engaged in and involved in. Okay, I know that part. But you need to understand how easy it is to slip into that. And also why people that don't have the Word of God, that don't have this time to reflect, that don't have somebody talking to them about the dangers of, of taking steps in the wrong directions. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, I don't need church. Dude, that's not, you, you know, you don't realize what you're saying. It's basically like you're saying, oh, I don't need to eat today. Well, give it a couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> okay. But you know what the sad thing is? Spiritual food is more important than natural food. Did you know that? Because if you get spiritual food, you can start believing for natural food. But can I say this? If you don't eat spiritually, it's not as apparent as if you don't eat naturally. And there are people today who are spiritually starved. And they don't know why they don't have enough strength to do the right thing. To do the things that God has called them to. Because they don't have the strength required to do it. A lot of times I find that when I'm, when I'm waning. When I'm not sort of doing what I need to be doing. I realize something. It's because I need to get back into the word of God. I need to get back to the place where I'm being fed again. It's very easy to, to, to kind of forget that. And then you start slipping off into, you know, you see something go wrong and you get mad with it. And you think, why am I getting angry? <laughs> he says here again, to stumble is to fall into sin or apostasy. The person who loves his brother is not going to succumb to temptation. Do you understand now why? The thing is that the Bible tells us, and I, do I have it here? No. Okay. The Bible tells us that the Holy Spirit will convict the world of sin. Alright? And so, you know, whenever you do something, or have you noticed that God will tell you you're doing the wrong thing? Uh, you all know that? Okay, alright. Hope you do. <laughs> okay, alright? And He'll let you know. The thing is, if you want to do the wrong thing, now you have to go against Him. Do you understand? And in doing that, you start to fall away from Him. See, you, you read this sometimes and think, oh, I'll never do that. But it's funny how we do it in degrees. It's a little bit here and a little bit there. And then we start to fall away. And after a while, God is talking to us about things that are actually quite big. And because it's being little by little, it's not such a big thing for us to take the next step. Do you know that works both ways? Do you know when you say yes to God to the littlest thing, to do the right thing, and you think, oh, it's just a little thing. Can I tell you, look at yourself a year from now, and you'll be saying yes to some massive things. But for you, it's just the next little thing. To somebody else, it's like, my God, man, how can you do that? I could never do that. Yeah, because you said no to that first little thing. To them, it's the next little thing. It's not a big thing. It's just the next little thing. Are you all here? Amen. Okay. See, that's what the Apostle John is trying to bring across to us. One leads to one kind of life. The other one leads to another kind of life. Amen. You know, it's funny. You read some of these verses and think, oh yeah, that'll take like about five minutes and we can move on to the next thing. And then you begin to see the heart behind what is being said. And then you realize what a powerful force love is and what a powerful force hate is. And how the journey to each one begins with one small step. Amen? And even though you might not be there yet, you can get there. And I'm not talking about the hate, I'm talking about the love. Amen? 
All right. Okay. So let's let let me just read through these and bring this to a conclusion. <clears throat> so the person who loves his brother is not going to succumb to temptation because he has his principles right. That's you ladies too, and will not be deflected from them by the attractions of a self-centered existence. He recognizes temptation for what it is and says no to it, even though it might be something really little. You're getting this now? Okay, alright. However, that's not the case for the carnal Christian. With Simon J. Kistemacher, who also commenting on 1 John 2.10, says that John implies that anyone who hates his brother causes his own downfall. And the cause for his stumbling cannot be attributed to outside factors, but only to one's inner being that is filled with hatred. Now remember again, in Matthew 12.34, Jesus said, Brood of wipers, how can you being evil speak good things? For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Can I just say, whatever is in your heart comes out of your mouth. You can't hide it, <laughs> you know. You can, you, can, you can do it for a little while, but you'll slip up. It's the way of life. It's a thing. Amen. And so if your heart is full of love, then that's what's going to come out all the time. If you have something else in your heart, we'll know. Because your mouth will tell us. <laughs> Somewhere it will tell us. You might hold it in for a long, long, long time, but if something goes wrong, we'll see it. Amen. Okay, so don't want to spend more time on that today. Alright, moving on. And that's the reason why he goes on to say now in verse 11, But he who hates his brother is in darkness and walks in darkness, and does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded his eyes. Now, to give us more insight into this verse, Colin G. Cruz writes, People who hate fellow believers walk in the realm in which sinful behavior predominates. And their own sinful behavior, in this case their hatred, blinds their eyes so that they do not know where they are going. I've talked about this. Amen? Simon J. Kissimaka writes, Darkness has a blinding effect on the eyes. When eyes are kept idle for sustained periods of time, blindness inevitably results. When a person is in spiritual darkness, life becomes meaningless and goals are without purpose. Now that is so powerful. See, suddenly, you lose sight of what's important. Suddenly, you're not driven anymore to do what is right. There's no purpose in your life anymore. And a lot of times, people that are wandering out there that are purposeless, you know, we really... See, that's why they do things that you and I would never dream of doing. Do you know why? Because we are jeopardizing a future. But what happens if you had no future? Do you understand? You have nothing to lose. You just do whatever you want today and hang the consequences, so to speak. <laughs> you know? Seriously. Do you know why? Because now, for, for, for some of you, before you do something dumb, <laughs> okay, you'll think about it and go, wow, that's going to make this person unhappy or that's going to jeopardize what I was going to do over here. See, there's a lot of things in your future that's, that go, don't do this. You are going to lose all of this for what? Amen? But I want you to understand the opposite is also true. And you need to be aware of that when you're dealing with people, when you're, when, amen? When, when, when you're out there. To give us some additional insight into this, I. Howard Marshall writes, Having chosen to live in the darkness, this man now finds that his eyes can no longer see the light. This is interesting. He does not know where he is going and will quickly land in trouble. 
Furthermore, having yielded to sin, he also finds his heart has become so hardened that he can no longer hear nor respond to the call of God. And so he falls into further sin. Did you get all of that? See, this is what we've been talking about. A lot of times, the more that you don't see what God is showing you, the more that you, you you walk in this blindness, the blinder you become. After a while, you can't see ahead. You just can't see anything. You know, it's an incredible thing. Have you ever sort of spoken to someone and you're trying to get something across them and they just can't, don't get it? You know, and you just, and you're trying, to, you're trying to say to them, listen, it's not good for you to have these kind of attitudes. It's not good for you to, and they go, well, why not? You know, it's just like, well, they deserve it, blah, 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 blah. And you're trying to, you know, you're trying to get across to them that if you walk in this, okay, it's going to lead to some bad things. You all know what I'm talking about? And I had to talk to myself about that as well. Because there are sometimes, you know, I sort of, I think about certain, you know, certain situations. And I think, oh, who cares? And God says, um, I do. And I'm thinking, oh, okay. <laughs> You're here, huh? <laughs> Amen. It's a, it's a very powerful thing to walk in love. And let me just, I want to conclude with these scriptures. The Bible has a lot to say about it, but I want to just go to one scripture in Matthew chapter 22 as we conclude today. Beginning in verse 35 and reading through to verse 40. It says, then one of them, a lawyer, this is of biblical law, asked him a question testing him and saying, teacher, what is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Isn't that interesting? That every, see, this lawyer, see the, the, the reason the lawyer asked the question, he was trying to trip him up. Because if he said any one law was higher than the other, that he would have then challenged him immediately and said, Oh, so we can do this then, can we? Do you understand? So, Jesus does something very, very clever. He says, and how can you argue with this? He says, number one, love God. He goes, oh, okay, we can't argue with that one. (laughs) Nobody would dare, okay? And number two, he says, love your neighbor, which means you won't do any of the things that are in the Ten Commandments if you love your neighbor. Because that includes stealing and all kinds of things. And you don't do that stuff if you love him. See how, how clever he was? He said, love God, love your neighbor, takes care of everything. And you know what's not there? The guy didn't argue. There was no yes but. He answered his question and nailed it straight away. So do you now understand why the Apostle John says, if you walk in love, you've got it. You're there. You are keeping all the commandments without even thinking about it. Amen? And he says, that's why there's no cause for stumbling. The other commandments. All that stuff won't happen. Because you're walking in love, you won't do that stuff. Amen? Are you getting this? Hallelujah. In other words, when you keep the commandments of love... I'm going to finish today. Is that okay? Let's finish early. Alright. <laughs> when you keep the commandment of love, you automatically fulfill all the law and the prophets. And walk in the light as He is in the light. 
And why the Apostle Paul could again confidently say in 1 Corinthians 13.8, Love never fails. Amen? Can I tell you why? Because you've got God on your side. If you walk in love, even though people might do the wrong thing by you, God will bless you. So always look to God for the blessing, not to people. Amen? Because that's a big mistake a lot of people make. They say, if I do good to this person, then they need to be good to me. No. You do good to this person, and God will be good to you. Amen. And when He gives, He gives a lot more than you give out. Did you know that? Amen. Alright, let's leave it there. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. And Father, we just thank you today for your word. And we just thank you, Father.